ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Morning Buzz and our Monday morning feature. When I find myself tuned in on Monday, when we reach out, the credit she brings to me, NBC Boston, sporting words and wisdom, multi-talented, Eric Fried, multi-faceted, Eric Fried, Eric Fried, Eric Fried, the man, Eric Fried, oh, Eric Fried, covered every sport. He will have the final four: Celtics, Red Sox, you name it. Wife carrying championships. The mud rest, uh, the mud uh, football. He's covered that. I love the downhill cheese wheel. The, the downhill cheese wheel. Yep. He's done that as well. Uh, he is also uh, what else has he done? He's done so many pro other, wrestling. Pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's uh, kickboxing. Yep. He's done that, and uh, he's a hell of a dresser. Snappy, in the words of my grandfather Romeo. Snappy dresser, Snappy. that free. And he's also going to be part of uh, Buzzball uh, 2018, December 13th at the Capital Center for the Arts. Tickets are on sale now at the Capital Center website. Good morning, Mr. Freed. That is quite the preamble. Good morning, Mr. Kretschmar. You deserve it. It's richly You worked deserved. a lot there. You worked a lot. You worked in some uh, nice compliments. You made up some sports and events that I've never covered before. And you let me know what I'm doing December 13th. Yep. So that was very uh, thorough. Thank you so much. World Stickball Championships. <laughs> he's covered it. He's covered it all, ladies and gentlemen. Wiffle ball. <clears throat> I've covered wiffle ball. That's good. Uh, yep. cow, cow pie bingo. Cow pie bingo doesn't sound like something I've done before, but I would not be opposed to it. Yep. Wife carrying I have not done, but I've seen it. I've watched the YouTube clips. Very intrigued by that. I have uh, We actually, I have actually uh, done play-by-play for a cow pie bingo. And when you are sitting there staring at the backside of a cow, waiting <laughs> for them to drop their business on a giant big bingo card you chalked into a mud... F- a mud field, you know you've reached the pinnacle of sports broadcasting. Uh, you know what, though? That's not so far off when you're walking the dog and it's just like, getting yep. in position, yep. and there it is. Yep. So that's, that, there's my play-by-play for Cal Pie Bingo right there. It's the same as walking Jack. So I have, I repl- I'm prepared for that. I, Thank you. I replayed it actually hitting the mud four times over in slow motion. That's how. That's the kind of coverage I dedicated to it. But that's neither uh, here nor there. Here nor there. Yes. Neither here nor there. So today, uh, you know, much of New England wakes up, kind of cranky, because they lost. Look, they're going to lose. They're going to lose, kids. Sometimes they're going to lose. And we played a good team yesterday. We made some stupid mistakes. Eh. Well, we've learned, too. They're going to lose and make mistakes in the first half of the season. And yesterday was a case where they played a team that Mm -hmm. was emotionally invested. There's no doubt about that. When you read and hear some of the quotes from the Jags all week, you know, this is the the AFC Championship rematch, and I think there's probably some Patriots fans like, oh, yeah, that's right, we played them in the AFC Championship. It, it was just another team, another name en route to getting to another Super Bowl appearance, and the Jaguars put a lot into that. Now, you know, the Jaguars were a little shorthanded yesterday. Um, no Leonard Fournette and Blake Bortles looked great. I mean, he, was, yeah. he, he played great. They played well. I mean, I, I think the Jags played well. There was that little glimmer of hope early in the fourth quarter, twenty four thirteen, right? Pats had it in Jags territory, and then the strip sack, and the Jags made plays, and the Patriots did, and then uh, you know Blake Bortles throws four touchdowns, good for him. They took Gronk away, exposes the big question that continues to linger here for the Patriots. It's where are they in the receiving core? Even Brady addressed it a little bit in his post game press conference, where you know, kind of his last last answer. It wasn't like, oh, we're good with the guys we have. You know, you didn't have to read too far behind the lines where he's saying we don't have anybody beyond Gronk and Chris Hogan 
and maybe James White. Sony Michelle was pretty good, you yeah. know, at, at times yesterday. But you know, he, he's he's admitting and he's acknowledging that we don't have enough there. But again, this is a team that's built for later in the year, not for September. The Jags were built for yesterday, and then they got the win. So they deserved it. Still, uh, I mean, McDaniels was losing his, was pulling his hair out uh, there. And we got what, two weeks away before we get to, so three weeks away until we get Edelman back. You know, so hey, yeah, yeah, come on. Let yeah, well, go. he was, you know, he blew up on the sideline. Brady blew up on the sideline. I mean, they were missing assignments, making mistakes. You know, Romo pointed out guys breaking off their routes a little bit early. So these are the times where, yeah, do they go into every game? trying to win of course but they're just trying to get better and they're trying to minimize mistakes and they're trying to you know you can even see belichick you know, every time it seemed i looked up there having a cutaway from him he you know he had his little index card out and his pencil and he's writing down another note and i i'm assuming that that film room is going to uh you know be a pretty tense place pointing out all the mistakes but these are all things that they've proven time and again they can learn from now they, the question is going to be they they get edelman back in a, in a couple weeks like you said greg mm-hmm. they have hogan if Gronk stays healthy, even that, is that enough? You know, there's a lot of talk now, well, they should go get Des Bryant, who's not playing for anybody. They should go get Josh Gordon, who was cut by the Browns. I just don't think, I look at those guys, you'll know how desperate it is for the Patriots, because if they make a deal for one of those two guys who are noted me-first kind of players and not kind of from that Patriot way, you'll know they're really desperate to have somebody right. yeah. contribute to this team. So I don't see them signing or, or, or joining the Patriots, but I think that would be the biggest indication there is that they're like, okay, our, our problems are pretty are pretty severe. Let's bring in someone like Josh Gordon. Dally Brown. I know uh, David Price has been awesome uh, for the Red Sox, but you know we're sitting about two-plus weeks away from the playoffs, and our best pitcher, Chris Sale, I know he looked good yesterday, only three innings, uh, this is going to be a huge concern. We don't know if we can come back and pitch a full game. I will say this, Kelly. My concern level for Sale is is a lot lower for you because I think they learned, they were able to learn the first time around with the shoulder problem saying, you know what, he came back too soon. So they are really trying to ramp him up for October in a very, very methodical way. And I, and I think it's smart. The, the thing for Sale is he came out of yesterday. Now, I mean, it's just words. But you know, his quote yesterday was, I feel 100% and I wouldn't be out there if I didn't feel that way. So he's got, dating back now, now a long period when you look at the calendar, 32 consecutive scoreless innings. They're obviously being cautious to the point where he didn't even go out to the mound in his first return start. They sent him out to the bullpen to continue his work. So they don't care what it looks like. They don't care if he's going to pitch three innings and four innings. They're just trying to follow a plan saying, let's build him up to a point where He's going to be a guy we can count on to go deep into a game because they're going to need him to go deep into a game. That hasn't changed. I don't see it changing where they, they have somebody, this magic formula, a guy who can pitch the seventh inning and the eighth inning trying to get the Kimbrel. It's a broken record. We talk about it every single week, but that is still the biggest concern. So that's where my concern lies. See, I don't I have a lot no of concern, concern about Chris Sale. It's about what happens after Chris Sale and what happens after David Price. That's the big concern. Yeah, I feel like they've... They're coddling him because they want it to go longer. I'm like, oh, just three innings, fine. That he's he's looking good. Don't rush anything. Don't push him in, and take your time. And they, the thing is, Laura, is they've bought this kind of time. When you have 103 wins, you're going to be celebrating winning the American League East in the Bronx this week. You just have to be. You get the Yankees starting tomorrow. You got three games. You just need to win once against the Yankees, and you've clinched the American League East. We know that's coming. So they've been in a position for a couple of weeks now to try to 
take it slow with sale, control what he's doing in his comeback, try to figure out a little bit what they have. We've seen Steven Wright out of the bullpen. They're really big on Brazier. What's going to happen with Matt Barnes? What's going to happen with Evaldi? All these guys, they're, they're trying to figure out what they have, and they've bought themselves several weeks to try to experiment, to try to find that right combination, but to get guys rest and to work guys back like Sale who need to – who need to take their time because you're right. You know, when, when you get to the, the bullpen, it doesn't matter if they're going to have 111 wins going into the playoffs. Um, all it takes is one of these seventh-inning meltdowns and uh, that whole regular season is, uh, is forgotten. You ever uh, walk out of a job mid-broadcast, walk out, just uh, say, I'm done, retire? Uh, retire. I would say I never, uh, I, that I can remember, worked for an organization in the, the media business quite like the Buffalo Bills where – you would say, oh, that's so Buffalo. <laughs> you know, where a guy, yeah, right. Monte Davis, retires at halftime. You know, guys, good luck out there. I'm done. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever, uh, we, I've ever encountered something like that. But, again, uh, I've we, never been working uh, that I can think of for a place that uh, sucks so bad as the Buffalo Bills. Now, it seems to be unclear. Kelly was asking if he spoke to the coaches. I didn't read anything about speaking to the coaches. What I uh, read, a couple articles that I read, and, again, they could be wrong, said he just walked out without telling anybody. What are you hearing? Uh, well, what I saw yesterday was a quote from one of his teammates post game, where he said, you know, he just said, I'm out, I'm nope. done. And uh, then the coach post game, you know, was saying like, well, he didn't feel like he could go out there. Now, after the game, Davis had a statement. This isn't how I pictured retiring from the NFL. Reality hit me fast today. I shouldn't be out there anymore. That was a hell of a time to figure it out. Halftime of a football game, like yeah. you know. But he had gotten burned. Um, but I, I think that just shows you just where that franchise is. It's like you know, a guy wouldn't think twice. He wouldn't go up to a coach and say, you know what, I got to come out. I'm going to sit down. And then Monday, I'm going to retire. Instead, it's just like you know what, this this franchise doesn't even respect itself right now. So I'm I'm wow. I'm just going to pack myself up there in the second half and beat the traffic. That is crazy. You know, and that's, that's what it turned out to be. I will say, did, who, did anybody really uh, look ahead and think that the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback would throw 10 touchdowns in two weeks? How insane Nobody's is that? Nobody's supposed to be a stud. So yeah. Wow. Mahomes is supposed to be a stud. Is that a record? That for his open, is two, first two weeks of the season, 10 TD passes? Gotta no, be. I, don't, I don't know. But, I mean, I know he's been pretty impressive to watch. I mean, they were Crazy. good yesterday right from the start against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whenever you see some of these AFC teams, you're like, all right, well, is that the team that's going to get in the Patriots' way? And, uh, you know, the Chiefs have had their issues certainly in, in, in the past few years. They got the Patriots number early in the season a couple years ago, but yeah. they haven't been a team you have to worry about. But maybe this is a different kind of player and team to worry about with this, you know, the offense kind of tailored to what he can do. But, yeah. no, he, he, he's looked he's looked like a veteran. Frito, there's no, there's uh, no doubt. Uh, family question. When they, uh, the kids have phones, the boys have phones. Oh sure. Yeah. So when when they uh, when you try to call them, you can't get in touch with them because they quote unquote phone died. Do you believe them automatically, or do you kind of think they're just lying to you? No, I believe them because I I think it's I've seen them get into the car like picking them up somewhere through the year, and they're like gra- grabbing the charger right away, nah. you know, or like so I. I, I trust them. Why is there something that happened that I missed here? Was there a conversation earlier on? You know, I was just no somebody. Well, er, Kelly, is Kelly Brown okay? Is he going to make it to work on time? Storyline for a while. There, there was so. yeah. There was that. There was uh, an incident this morning where Kelly was unreachable. Apparently, the phone uh, ran out of power. 
all tied um, in together. And, and I look at that like I look at that like you, like running out of gas. It's uh, look, we live in a world where Don't if you're home, homework, it should be. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's. I think it's a bogus, bogus excuse most of the time. Now I'm not saying Kelly's was bogus. I, bu- I believe Kelly. I don't think Kelly's lying, but I, I think that the my phone died is the new I ran out of gas. Yeah. There's really now, no excuse for it. I would just say this because you guys have been doing this for a few years. If I have like an early morning flight, I've got the phone plugged in bedside. I got the the iPad plugged in. I've got I got multiple alarms set because my panic and my fear would be. And maybe you guys have been doing this for so long, it's not a fear anymore. But it's like if I sleep through my alarm or my alarm doesn't go off. Yeah, I'm going to sleep right till 7 o'clock, and I'm going to miss work. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not a concern for Kelly because he slept through the start of the show. Uh, I didn't have an or- early morning flight, Frito. <laughs> I just had work. He had a job. Just had to work. I mean, it was just a job. <laughs> no, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, and, if you guys go to bed, especially on a Sunday, don't you have the phone? Like, wouldn't that be the default? Like, all right, it's charged. Alarm's on. Got the backup alarm. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to be on time to uh, entertain yeah. Lumpen Nation. Yeah. You, you, maybe you know, maybe for everybody but Kelly. Is that the thing? Here's the thing. So he comes in. He's showered, hair looks great, totally Fantastic. on point. Smells like revived. And Laura asked, do you think that he increased the pace at all? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> if we've learned anything about Kelly Brown over these last few years, that he is definitely a creature of habit. He's got his things, and even if he's going to be late for work, he's still going to shower. He's he, still going to we'll put product in his hair, right? You, put your, you get your product in there, right, course, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, he's got to take every step. You and I would probably, oh my gosh, I'm ba- going to work, I'm going to put a hat on, yeah. and maybe I'll have time to throw on a couple of swipes of deodorant, and that's it. That's Kelly's it. got his own thing to do, you know? That's weird. So, oh. I think it's a direct screw you to you, Greg, but yeah. that's just <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for that. No, I, I don't think it's directed at me at all. I just think it's Kelly. Like he'll, He's not going to pick up the pace for anybody. He, no, like I, told, he just, I told you guys, had it been like I'm... 15 minutes, then yeah. you can still make it. Then yeah. I would have hustled. But it, yeah. when I, I was like, oh, I'm, gotta, already, I'm already too late. I just got to go through my routine. you got to remember, Eric, this is the same guy <laughs> who already admits every week that he mails it in on Monday. Yes, this I is mean, this is the guy it. that is already halfway out the door the moment he steps in it. You know, that's that's a little bit of so, a problem. So now you have, you, so you have Africa Friday on the buzz, yes. and you have Mail It In Monday. Mail It, mail it In. Yep. Yes, exactly. I love it. We're filling, yeah. out, the, we're filling out the week's schedule. It's Crazy. Perfect. So where are we going to... Uh, uh, where are we going to see you? College oh. football on Saturday afternoon on Nesson. It's UMass and Charlotte 3.30 kickoff, G. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just oh, checking. So you, you got other plans? No, no, no. I was, I, I was <laughs> just thinking. That was the tone of somebody like, oh, that's no. GBR. Yeah, okay, great. Well, no, take care. No, Thanks for I, ju- I just got a text. I looked <laughs> down, and I was also going to mention about UNH struggling, obviously, the football program struggling in his first uh Well, it's, it's a hard time. I will say this for UNH. All right, we're not accustomed to seeing this. They ran right. into, you know, the main in the opener was kind of like the Jags against the Patriots yesterday, right? It's like they were geared up. This is, our, this is everything right here. Kick their butts. Colgate, home game, offense struggling. Then you go out and play, you know, a power five school in Colorado. So that's a tough start. I mean, that's a a tough game three to have. So we have seen them uh, come off the mat uh, from tough situations before and turn it into a pretty damn good season. So Mm. have some faith. All right, man. I know I do. I do. I'm I'm pulling for them. All right. We'll talk to you coming up next week. Uh, Frito, thank you very much, bro. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Eric Fried, everybody on the bus.